This is a news update on University of Portsmouth Research, brought to you by Life Solved. A study published today in the journal Nature found that face mask glitter increased by 9,000% from March to October 2020. It showed a direct link between national legislation and the occurrence of discarded waste that included face masks and other COVID-19 related personal protective equipment. I spoke to Dr. Kieran Roberts to find out more. So you've got a new study out today in Nature and Sustainability. Can you tell us a little bit about what the study is? So the study itself is covering the distribution and the quantity of mask, glove and wipe litter that we have seen over the course of the pandemic. So what were the main findings from the research that you've done? The main finding that we had is that we could put evidence to all of these anecdotal accounts that we saw last last summer. So with one of the main pieces of news being there's more masks in the ocean than jellyfish, we could actually say, yes, there are masks appearing and this is the reason why. Within a year, this had a 9,000% increase. So we had, we had shot up from, from around about 0% in, say, the UK to nearly 6% of all litter being collected being masks alone. That, that's a massive jump. And almost all of that growth was immediately after governments legislating for, for mask use. And it's not just the individual that's, that's responsible here, but, but that of, of businesses and the government to ensure that the facilities are available and these are quite simple facilities, these are usually just bins, for people to put this waste into. But ultimately the buck does stop for the individual to put it in a bin. Why is littering of PPE such a problem? The one thing that makes it such a problem is the fact that it's so brand new. So it was never a piece of litter before. So this is something that hasn't been littered before and really shouldn't be littered now. But going beyond that, the impact that it has on the environment is in three main stages. So you've got that initial piece of litter so you've dropped it on the floor and you've now got this white and blue mask on the floor so it's it's quite unattractive so you've got that visual pollution wherever it goes it's going to start to smother in things so if it's on top of plants if it's on top of something that's alive that can't move quick enough it'll, it'll, it'll start to smother it. then you've got that kind of intermediate phase of things getting tangled in there so bird life other animals things come along thinking that it might be food starting to eat it and then going on further down the line if you've say accidentally falling out of your pocket as you've come out of the car or, or, or something along those lines and it's gone into the drain that's just as bad as putting wet wipes down the drain so eventually you're going to start to block drains with not only the bit of cloth that's going over your face but you've got those bits of string that hang off and they can loop around anything else you've got this bit of plastic it's now in the environment if it gets buried that's semi-okay because it's now in the ground it's gone but it's going to start to break down into smaller and smaller pieces of these microplastics that we're hearing more and more about. And the problem with microplastics is, essentially, plastic doesn't disappear, just gets into smaller pieces, which means it can travel further and further around, and eventually it'll enter into the food chain and up into us. But ultimately, it's an environmental legacy. So if we go two, three, four hundred years from now, we'll be able to see in the ground bits of litter from this pandemic which should have never have been there gosh that's really quite sobering when you hear it like that doing this research in lockdown must have been quite challenging how did you get around that so what we did is we did something relatively clever we had a look around and see what people were already doing on their on their daily walks and there turned out to be a couple of these applications online where people who'd be going out doing litter pickings would would record what they're what they're finding and we thought this is fantastic we can actually look backwards in time and see 
what was happening before the pandemic and then start to measure these these points at which this litter starts to appear and by doing that we could go okay we can see that masks are starting to appear in this month and they're getting bigger and bigger in proportion of all the other litter that's being collected and then we could have a look at the different recommendations coming through from the government so saying we recommend that you wear these on buses. We recommend you have these in shops. We now require you to wear these on buses. We now require you to have these in shops as a legal legal thing. We could then match it up to what was happening worldwide. So at the beginning of, of 2020, which now feels like a lifetime ago, in January, the World Health Organization announced a an emergency. And then within two and a half months, that had turned into a pandemic. And then about three months after that, they, they turn around on, I think it was June the 5th, to say, okay, we think everybody now, if you can get access to it, should start wearing masks. So we could not only just match up what the governments were saying, but what was happening on a worldwide basis to see if these were actually having impacts on people using masks, on using gloves, which were never legislated for, and if there was any increase in currencies of, of wipes that were being used to sterilize things out in the environment. We managed to have a look at that of, of around about 10 other countries as well at the same time to see how they were impacted under the different situations that they had. That's incredible. And I think I think you said that there were about 2 million pieces of litter collected. Exactly that, yeah. So the study we started in September 2019. So that's about as far back as we could go. So from 2019 to the end of October 2020, within the application, there were I think there's around about 6 million pieces collected altogether, but only 2 million of them had actually been identified. And it was the identified litter that we were interested in. And what we did is being aware of the fact that between pretty much March and, and June of, of last year in 2020, people were very, very limited on how often they could go outside and what they could do. So instead of doing the total number of count of each, we did it as a proportion. So the proportion of the amount of litter they collected that was masks, gloves and everything else it matched up really, really well with the government announcements. So when the government told you or asked you to start to wear masks, that's when it increased. Interestingly though, what we noticed for gloves is that this was a couple of months before. People were quite aware that coronavirus could be passed through from contaminated items. And what we could see is around about March onwards, people were starting to use gloves as, as a form of protection. This started to drop off as mask use started to increase. And I imagine if we if we carried on doing the study now, we would we'd have seen a, a lull in the amount of masks as countries began to reduce the requirement to have masks and kind of advise that you wore them. My fear now is that we'll fall back into these bad habits of, of beginning to litter again. And it is completely avoidable. Just take it home, put it in the bin. How can we stop the next few weeks becoming a sea of litter of, of masks, face masks again. It would be for everybody to be aware of what they're doing so that when you do use these masks, and it's fantastic that people are using these masks, that's that's the most important fact is, is people are using these masks to help in society. But it's to make sure that you hold on to this item and, and put it in the correct place. And the correct place is always going to be either your washing machine, if it's a reusable mask, or in the bin, if it's a single-use mask never the floor and never outside. Dr. Kieran Roberts, thank you so much for talking to me today. My pleasure. Thank you very much. If you'd like to find out more about the work of Revolution Plastics at the University of Portsmouth, visit www.port.ac.uk.